Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, scumbags. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. With your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Ellie Gibson. And it is me, Helen Thorne. And it is our guest. Who's our guest today? It's, you say... George Egg. George Egg! George Egg! George Egg, the snack hacker. (laughs) The snack hacker. I love it. Just bringing the brand in straight from the top, I am now the snack hacker. Yes, yes. What? Okay, for anyone who who isn't familiar with the snack hacker, what is is a snack hacker? Uh, The snack hacker is a, a series that I created during lockdown, because I couldn't go on stage, uh, where I interfere with existing... Well, it's kind of mixed. Be Here's careful the where thing. you're going with that. <laughs> food, one like food. Yeah, it's a food-based food exercise, to be clear. You pimp yes. up. I pimp, I pimp, yeah, pimp, that's pimp. the word. Pimp is better than interfering, yes. I think. Well, no, because sometimes it really is just like... Just meddling sort of, with, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I better get on to what it is snacks, so yeah. existing <laughs> snacks. So, uh, I'll take a Greg's pasty, I'll nibble the edge off, oh. uh, I'll open it up like a pocket, put extra ingredients inside mm-hmm. to make it, you know, more Ooh. exciting, more yeah. interesting. What, like an extra sausage roll, perhaps a yum yum? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I'll put, I'll put a <laughs> like a bird in a bed roast, <laughs> a donut in a steak bake. That's like a uh, Costa in a um, Waterstones. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. We love a Greg's, don't we, Helen? Absolutely, because yeah. we're on tour a lot, and often when you go to the services, that's the most appealing thing. Mm. Not chopsticks, never chopsticks. No. Oh, no, and also, let's face it, extremely good value. Yes, yes. absolutely. You know, a full uh, meal for like three forty nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, very good. Greg's are pretty, uh, yeah. Very carb heavy, but heavy, but very delicious. Um, now you go on tour as well, George. Not you're not just sitting there hacking snacks all day and putting it on the internet, are you? No. Which is hence the kind of snack hacking, I suppose, really, because, yeah, I've been a touring comedian for, well, I've been a stand-up since I was in my teens. Amazing. I did my first paid gig at Up the Creek when I was 19. Oh, wow. How mad is that? Oh, that's when my father was still doing comedy. I know. That's I think your dad came was. to one of my one of my first gigs at Up the Creek, I remember. Oh, was that's in the sort audience. of Malcolm yeah. Hardy times. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah no, he really took me under his wing when I started. Oh, did, yeah, dad, pretty... did dad by any chance give you some constructive feedback after your gig? He does like to do that to us over a curry usually. Do you know what? I don't... I remember him being very nice, but then I've always got memories of your parents being just the nicest people Aww, in the world. Oh, well, that's you didn't come on. Let's them. let's let's uh, have it. You two have known each other a very long time. Yeah, since... I think possibly my whole life, 
George. Well, I'm older than you, so yeah. Yeah. It would. You. You. I remember you being born. I remember. Do you? Yeah, I remember Rain. What was it? What was I like? <laughs> was I a beautiful baby? Well, I remember. I, I. I don't remember you when you were really, really tiny. I remember when you had all your big curly hair yes. and uh, yeah, very sweet cherubic child. Yes, looking, cherubic looking. Yes, child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and um, but yeah, but I don't remember you being a baby. But I remember you being a a very little girl and going around to your house and Aww. for parties and things like and that. And your parents were friends, is that right? Is that how yeah. you got to know each other? Yeah. There's some sort of baby. Was your dad the babysitter or something? There's some kind of babysitting connection, isn't there? I remember your dad babysitting for us. Oh. Yeah. And Aww. and and telling other kids at school, going someone from the young ones. It was our babysitter, and they didn't believe. And then we have to try and explain. Where's well, the guy, the policeman? No, it's yeah, no, not that like episode. The the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Neil. I've no. spent forty years doing that, George. I know that conversation very well. well for anyone who, who doesn't know, for some bizarre reason, my dad, uh, Jim, was a is a comedian. Sometimes still in the van, even just now, mm. he tells us jokes. But also, he was in the Young Ones. He played a lot of racist policemen and things like that. He's not a racist in real life or a policeman. Just to be clear, no, he's, he's actually very much the opposite the of both racist and policemen. Really, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he is the opposite. I remember I remember you being a teenager, I think, so I don't know what age I would have been, but I remember you doing magic shows. Yeah. You put on these amazing magic shows just for, like, kids in your house. That's literally where I started. Yeah. As oh. in doing performing. So, yeah, I did, I, when I was maybe 13, 14, um, I, 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 well, I started doing little magic shows at home and then started doing them at children's parties. Yeah. And, um, and then from that, did street entertaining and then from that stand up and this is this is yeah, so at what point did it get so it's when sort of from magic to stand up and then you thought you know what this act needs steak bakes how did we get here <laughs> and a cement mixer well yes. the, the the food came going back to you saying about me being a touring comedian because uh being on tour i was you know you get hungry on tour and like we we're saying you, you go to greg's at petrol stations and so on and um and I would, uh, I'd go back to my hotel after I'd do a weekend away somewhere, and I'd go back to the hotel hungry and feeling a bit mischievous and being into cooking. So, so I've been into cooking for you know twenty plus years outside of doing doing comedy, um, and I just started mucking about in the hotel room, seeing what I could cook with the the iron and the kettle and the hairdryer and all that sort of thing <laughs> and made some little films of those and uh and i thought maybe i could do it as a podcast and i recorded the audio of one and wasn't really sure what i was doing food and podcasts um aren't great we've yeah. found and also if you eat people get really cross yeah no i've i've heard that too, listening to um off menu and they were saying how yeah people get really they get yeah. loads of, oh we get loads very of, cross reviews on yeah we, we always do ham review um every christmas we've done seven in a row and they said when you eat ham it makes me feel very unwell so ham now when review. i'm editing yeah we have she cooks a ham and i cook a ham yeah and then our guests have to blind taste the ham and decide who who is the winner helen i think is in the lead but i think mm. i won last you won year last year to get that in very, there very very what good. was your, what was your secret uh, I got a recipe off the internet. What was your glaze? <laughs> the glaze was double sugar. That was the secret. I it found this secret, recipe on tamingtwins.com and it was for, you put it in the slow cooker. That's what first attracted me to the recipe because I'm quite lazy. I like a slow cooker. You put it in the slow cooker. I think it's, is it pineapple juice? Was it? For, anyway, there you put was it, a lot, no, cider, no, it was apple cider, juice. It was cider mm. and then it was, was it honey and, and brown, brown sugar. sugar? Oh my God. And then excellent. a bit of mustard and the, the double sugar, mate. I wouldn't have predicted Basically it. Basically a ham lollipop. Me. It was fucking well, I think, delicious. I think that is the secret of it is, yeah, just an 
awful lot of sugar. Yeah, yeah. Because it caramelises and, ah. like, and that with the juicy meat. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not eating sugar for health reasons, a lot of butter. That's yeah. what I always say. Mm. <laughs> so mm. It's all good. <laughs> so um, yeah. So tell us about the stage show then. Helen mentioned the cement mixer there. I mean, for, well, we've seen your show and we love it. But for anyone who hasn't seen it, what goes on in the George Egg stage show? I cook on stage. So I cook on stage, but using unconventional methods. So so the first show came from doing the hotel cooking. I turned that into a into a solo show. So in that show I had the stage was set up like the inside of a hotel room and I had the had a mini bar that I bought at a charity shop and uh, and an ironing board and a trouser press and so on. Um and I cooked a three course meal using just that equipment. Then the <laughs> second show was uh, called DIY Chef and that was in a in a shed so I had a load of power tools. And then the the most recent show, the one that you guys saw um was called movable feast and it was about uh cooking on the move so i had a a laptop that i well it's not actually a laptop it looks like a laptop but it's a george foreman grill made to look like a laptop so you can cook on the train (laughs) and a cement mixer stolen i'm doing inverted commas marks with my fingers uh from roadworks um and an engine that i cooked on um yeah so i basically i cook i do stand up while cooking using unconventional methods and then at the end of the show the audience get to eat to try the food I'm not going to say that was my favourite bit but I did love it I was like oh no now we actually get to eat the food we actually get to eat the bloody food at your own risk obviously you know I stress that and it was it was very good as well. I won't name them, but I once went to a show by some TV chefs, and they made a spaghetti carbonara, and it was dreadful. It was all scrambled eggy. No, no George yeah. egg. Oh no, I really better. am. So when I do, because pe- people sort of say, "Oh yeah, how do you, how do you manage to do the cooking and and the talking at the same time like that?" And it's just practice. And I just I practice the dishes, and I make sure the timings work exactly with the the script. Like learning a piano piece, you know, because mm, you know mm. you learn the right hand, learn the left hand, and then it takes ages, and then you get them together, and then it works. Yeah. Um, but I'm really uh, fastidious about making sure that the food is really good because people are going to taste it, and mm. and I will get people at the end of the show as much coming up saying that was entertaining as going that dressing. Sorry, can you just go through? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a fact? So was Have you got a fact grainy sheet? mustard? Uh... <laughs> yeah. No, that's fantastic. I was, and I was going to say actually. Cooking and talking and, and timing is a lot down to parenting as well. Like when you were talking about that, I was thinking, God, that reminds me of sort of like you'll start the dinner and the kids are like, oh, I've got to do this. Mom, 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 I'm doing a poo. And you're like, you're trying to cook and talk and, and manage times and all that sort of stuff. So much so. And you've been a parent for how many years, George? Uh, 25 years. Wow. 25, 25 and a half years. Oh. Wow. And you've got three kids? Yeah. Wow. You did that extra one. Yes, we, I say extra because I was thinking, well, nobody wants more than two. Well, I'm from, I'm of two. Yeah, and you're of two. Aren't yeah, you? yeah, I'm of five. All oh, right, yeah. wow. But, but my father famously said, if I had my time again, I'd stop at two. Um, <laughs> what I'm number are you? Four. All right. Yeah, which is, which is a lovely thing to say to your daughter's face. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I started quite young. Mm. Um, my wife's a bit older than me, so I suppose her biological clock was ticking and. Yeah, and we but it was just all got on with it. All planned, and we just thought, yeah, let's yeah. let's start having kids. So I was only just twenty three when oh wow, brilliant, eldest was born. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, got... I mean, by by modern standards, I mean in in the forties, I mean that's a bit late. But yeah, these yeah. Days, well done, Grandpa. <laughs> 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 yeah. But um, in the in the sort of modern times, that's I guess or I guess was I I don't know. Did that feel early to you, or did that did it just feel right? Do you, it do felt you feel, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it felt. Um, 
I've mixed feelings about. I mean, I'm I'm so glad that that I had kids when I did. Um, the only kind of re- well, not regret. I think I I feel like I went through a bit of a midlife crisis really early in yeah. my sort of late thirties. Mm-hmm. Just feeling that kind of um, redundancy, you know, and going well, I've kind of done what I was biologically programmed to do. So yeah. mm. what why why am I here? What's the point of me now? Turns you know, out it's to make scrambled eggs in a cement mixer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, that's well, God's purpose. But <laughs> that, that's totally true because right. I think what's really interesting is if you if you look at my uh career I'm doing inverted commas again listeners. I'm so sorry um, <laughs> this is audio. It's very animated. <laughs> but if you look at my you know what I did as far as performing goes, I I really plateaued. So I got you know I, I kind of got on the stand up circuit. And then I didn't do anything uh, apart from just I had an act that sort of serviced itself and I hardly put any new material in, material in it and um, didn't try and, you know, didn't didn't try and get on telly or anything like that. I just, I was, there was a, a healthy comedy circuit out there that yeah. was making me enough money to live off. Um, and I think I put my creative energy into into being a, a parent, really. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was kind of six years ago. So sort of when my son was 19 and my youngest was about 15 then for 15 16 uh and that's when I started doing the solo shows and started you know doing the cooking on stage and since then everything's been really I've just been really busy and active mentally on stage and as a performer um but that was all post them growing up Mm. and I think yeah I think that's right because I think we're in our 40s now and our, our children still very much need us. And so when we're on tour, we try and have like two nights away because my kids are 10 and 13 and, and you know, I can't leave them alone, sadly. Yeah. Uh, just yet, just yet. But in five or six years' time, I think, you know... Oh, we're going to fucking Vegas, mate. We're oh. doing a run. We're going to be warm-up for Celine Dion. We're, yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. That's but the But, I mean, you're, yeah. you're both really prolific. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing a new show, whatever you sort of 18 months every every year there's at least half a new show yeah. and it just keeps evolving which mm. is really great so this is our ninth year doing live comedy and next year it will be 10 years so we've decided to do greatest hits yeah that's what i'm doing next yeah <laughs> i saw that today i was looking you up and i was like he's doing a best of show oh we're doing a greatest hit show oh yeah. so best of show what's going to be in the best of show one so so each show has got three dishes yeah um, and there's three shows, so essentially it's going to be one dish from each of the three shows. Right. Um, but the equipment, can you, can you reveal equipment? what you're cooking? Or is no, that I don't know yet. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I haven't worked it out yet. I've got, yeah, I've got the, got these three shows, so I'm gonna. I think I'll probably do the laptop one. I'm going to try and make it slightly more portable. I mean, it's still going to need an estate car, but the last show... So each show has grown as far as props go. I mean, uh, we yeah, know that scenario, yeah. We've, <laughs> so, we've, we've got a massive van now, and now yeah. I think we'll have to we've get We've got some. a ride on Canon at the moment, George. Really? Yeah, because we do a share number. So I come on halfway <laughs> through on the ride, at which our lovely friend Rose constructed out of a child's trike from John Lewis's. And then uh, and an enormous, slightly too long piece of plumber's piping, which she's wrapped in gaffer tape. I think it looks exactly like the share video. I think it's, it's indistinguishable. Exactly, it's a shame that... That we don't have the men but that's for the greatest hit show we're yeah, going to go sailors. all bills and will it, whistles next year yeah mm. like we'll get you know more elaborate costumes maybe even some projections doves i want doves yeah flying yep. out Cannon, of me downstairs yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> all gonna i want is to all i want is to um emerge from underneath the stage like beyonce i've always wanted that that yeah. thing we'll just have oh, to yeah. find i don't know anyway 
and and what's really nice is that we could actually have a, a narrative arc because when we started we were doing stuff about nappies and toddlers and now we're doing stuff about teenagers and menopause so we actually could put it in some kind of yeah. story yeah. of motherhood because it's a story of us basically yeah and you got then- a lot of menopause gags in your show george or I haven't, I haven't, I've got, you know, I was trying to write something about, because my wife's kind of perimenopausal, and um, I wanted to write something about, you know, when, uh, in a, a film, when, when uh, like, the pilot's ill, and someone who doesn't know how to fly a plane is trying to land the plane, and yeah. they're in the tower trying to talk them, tell them what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes my wife calls me up because she needs to print something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This oh. is like, and it's, oh, and it's, yeah. it's more, it's more stressful. <laughs> and I think she, she has admitted that's, you know. So you still got the show, and then, and then the YouTube. So is it YouTube or Instagram or both? You're doing now mainly. What are you just, just uh, chucking it all Instagram on mainly. Yeah. I, I do put it on YouTube, but for whatever reason, I don't really seem to have got any traction there. I mean, it's all, it's all on YouTube if you look up George Egg or Snack Hacker. But on Instagram is where it seems to have really taken off. Um, so yeah, in November 2020, uh, just feeling like I couldn't, you know, go on stage and having this, you know, sort of urge to do creative stuff, I started making these little films and put them on um, Instagram. Where, as I say, uh, the first the first episode they're only two minutes long each, they're really short. Um, and the first episode, I, I just went to a Greg's, got a cheese and onion pasty, nibbled the edge off. Put some pickled jalapenos in. Oh yes, we love a pickled jalapeno. We do. Honestly, anything pickled. That combination, just the creamy, oh, cheesy oh, potato, oh, and then the little bit of vinegary heat was oh, just sensational. Get in, and and I'm all gushing about it on camera. Oh, this is so nice. So you've got to try it and giving it to the to camera person, who's this the person who's always behind the camera called camera person. So I did that one, and uh, uh, and it, and I thought, oh, this is this is fun and maybe people will watch it so now i'm up to 55 episodes i've done and wow um, it's brilliant and i like when you get the celebs in tell us about because you've had some very famous faces who've given you like the mackenzie crook one was isn't amazing that, isn't that beautiful please tell the listener about that because that actually makes it, i'm starting to salivate now just thinking well about it's, it. it's salivating but also the film that he so so with the guests i've so initially, in the first the first lot, uh, I'm good pals with John Robbins, and he had told me some years before about an idea of getting a McFlurry and an espresso uh, from McDonald's and just pouring the espresso oh, over the McFlurry Mc- to, make a, to make a McAvogato. Yeah, and uh, so I did a little video of that, and um, and I did a Jack Munro one as well, who I know through food stuff and. Such a good idea. So this is, you get a Bombay Bad Boy pot noodle. Oh, yeah. And uh, you put a, just a big blob of peanut butter in it when you make it. And <gasps> it and Hello, it's honestly, sauté. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it is like sticky sauté. Oh. And so I, I, so what I do, so, so sometimes it's just the the guest's idea. Sometimes I'll put something on top as well, give it my twist. So with her one, uh, I, I did that. I also put in um, some sesame snaps which you crush up and sprinkle those in and you get the little bit of sesame and the sweetness and and a bit of coriander just ripped up and put in there. But honestly, it just turns it from a pot noodle into such a gourmet dish. It's just the, the, the complexity is there. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. So anyway, so sometimes it's, it's just the guest's idea. Sometimes it's, uh, that they've got a problem. So I had a, a, uh, episode with Joe Lysett 
and he was talking about a samosa chart that he gets from a, a place in, in Birmingham around the corner from him, a, a restaurant called Zindia. Give him a little plug because mm-hmm. he said it's the best. Uh, and he wanted a, a samosa chart. So I worked out a way of doing that using tinned parsnip soup, spicy parsnip soup, Baxter's tinned spicy parsnip soup and chickpeas mixed together. Um, and in, you put you put a sev on top, you know, like the little mm. uh, like Bombay mix kind of thing. So I used some Rice Krispies with a bit of chilli powder in and put that on. But oh. you get, so it, it kind of looks all a bit nuts, but, you know, you shut your eyes, put it in your mouth and you're getting the little yeah. crispness like... Mm. The Bombay mix thing, and then you're getting the 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 the, the flavour of the the sort of chickpea and the spicy soup together feels like the the chickpea curry, and oh. then it's just a shop bought samosa chopped up and heated up, and, and yeah. yeah. So and then the um, restaurant goes out of business because everyone's just making it at home. Out of business. Yeah, it's a good job you gave him a plug. Really. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got one. I've got one. Although I did give this to Jess Fosterkew, I think, when she was doing a thing. Jacob's cream cracker. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Philadelphia, mm. obviously, real Philadelphia, not yeah, fucking yeah. around. And then and it, a, a quite thick entire layer of Patak's lime pickle. Because then you get the creamy, the crisp cracker, the creamy yeah, cheese. Yeah, I bet that so works. And in, in a way, that's almost the same flavour profile as my first snack hacker, isn't it? Because the, the yeah. biscuit's the pastry. The, the Philadelphia cream. is the filling of the pasty. Yeah, and then the, the lime pickle is a bit like the... What would you add to that to pimp that out a bit? How would you add your twist to that? I don't know if it could be improved. Mm. Oh, I reckon a bit of, a bit of fresh coriander and a bit of... A bit of fresh coriander yeah. is always good. To yeah, go some crushed peanuts this. maybe for a little. Maybe a, some, that's a, a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think a sprinkle of dry danger of un, unliquefied angel delight just for mm. sweetness. Which one? Butterscotch. Butterscotch yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. lovely. <laughs> I might, I might say. <laughs> don't don't try me. Don't test out my shit food credentials. <laughs> Have you ever done anything? This is we haven't mentioned this for a long time on the podcast, but it's a long favourite. A fray bentos pie. Oh. I've got an idea for a Frey Bentos pie. Could could we do a collabo? Because it's one of Ellie's... Is it eat the top, give the rest of the dog? <laughs> because I have thought of doing that occasionally, <laughs> to be honest. Much as I love a Frey Bentos. What, what's the, the feeling that you would go for? I suppose steak it doesn't matter if you're... Like right. Sorry, and for the international listeners, can we can we just backtrack and tell them what a Frey Bentos pie is? Well, obviously, because, they're yeah. all handmade in Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> Which is where the, the name comes from. Well, it's... it's. I mean, well, you explain it, George. It's, a, it's a tinned product so it's preserved <laughs> it's so product. It's... have you ever heard of anything more delicious foreign listener but it oh, looks... book a flight to Heathrow I want some it is, it is fascinating though isn't it because it looks uh, well it looks like it, a, like it looks food. like a thin bowl it looks like a shallow yes. bowl with a metal lid it, like a dog's bowl like a dog's bowl yeah. and you and you take the lid off with your tin opener uh, and then it's got a very unattractive looking pallid wet Mm. Yeah, raw pastry top. Like someone's taken off some human flesh almost and, and laid that on the top. Yes, and, and left it. it. Maybe yeah. human flesh from a sort of. Uh, a jaundiced uh, person. Or, or someone who's been found in the Thames. <laughs> After a sort of yeah, it's a just sort of like night. a section of someone's buttock. It's yeah. just that sort, of, yeah. that sort of very nice. I tell you what, it looks like. Have you ever made kombucha? N- no. no. It looks like so the scoby. Is oh. the is the the weird sort Skin. of jellyfied uh, sort of like jellyfish like? This is what I've never thing made. Thing on top. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and then and then you put it in the oven and uh, and it bakes like a pie and the unattractive pastry top puffs up like a, a, actually a very nice puff pastry, all mm. crispy on top, a little bit damp underneath where it's touched the filling. Like, you oh, get like a good, good I like my pastry a little bit raw on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, 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 you yeah, want yeah. to soak that up. Yeah. And then where the filling has touched the tin, 
it kind of caramelizes and mm. sticks to it and actually they are really for a tin product George as tin good. products go they're in my top 10 definitely well so, should I tell you my idea for yes, the preventos yes, yes. I'm not sure oh, now is my history I don't know if it's Dickensian or Victorian but oysters used to be incredibly cheap and they were just like sort of pauper's food yeah uh, in in the past let's yeah. say olden times yeah, yeah. They they were the ye, of your, ye oysters they were the scampion lemon fries of their day yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, and they used to put them in pies so I thought as an experiment, you buy a, 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 a one of the meat, uh, maybe steak and kidney or steak and ale or, or one of the, the meat Fray Bentos pies, carefully ease back that horrible bit of wet pastry, mm-hmm. just shove in some raw oysters, Ooh. put it back down, bake that, and I don't know if it would work or not. I've never had a an ale and oyster pie, but That's it a was a thing. pie. Yeah, but it was a real thing. They, yeah. you, you know, it's a real... You know, I'd like Ooh. to see you in in the appropriate dress making it. Could you do? Oh that? yes, like in puffling pants. Yes. Although I wouldn't know. I don't. Obviously, I don't know what if I should be in sort of a top hat and, and curly moustache. Yes, yes, yes. Or maybe that, and then big. Film it in black and white as well. That would oh, be yes. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the little You're good at multitasking. Make it while you're on a penny farthing, just going round and round <laughs> in a circle, I could use shelling, maybe shucking a, oysters, and it could uh, generate some sort of. Hate yeah. thing, the small wheel. Yeah, that's just firing off ideas for you, George. You're very welcome. I look forward to seeing it in Edinburgh. And are you yes. doing Edinburgh this year? Yes, I'm doing the best of there. What is the most popular snack hacker snack hack you've ever done? There's a few that that really uh, got loads of views and loads of comments. Uh, one was the Nan Nan. Is it Nan or Nan? I never know. I, I say know. Nan, but I'm it? from London, so I say Bath and Mask. My husband gets very cross. I don't know. Nan. I think no, I'd say non. Non bread. Okay, yeah. so we're going non. But then non means bread. Your yeah. nan is your nan is so. your father's mother, so yeah. you don't want to be confusing. Yeah, mm. yeah. And they they're not going to make. It depends where they're from. What sort of bread they're going to make? Yeah. Well, my grandma's died when she was hundred. She's not going to make any bread. No. No, yeah. my grandma was well, didn't make any bread now. <laughs> <laughs> dead bread. I don't know what happened there. Um, <laughs> Let's uh, take a moment to remember our dead grandmother's not yeah. making any bread, nan or nan. She nan. did. She was a good baker, though, my, my grandma. Yeah. Did she call it nan or nan? Well, not not bread, but like, you know, pies and things. Yeah. yeah. Um, no oysters. Um, <laughs> so nan bread. Nan bread. bread. I'm going with nan. We're just nan. going with nan. nan. Uh, so nan pizza. So I, um, so that was more... Here's the thing that's been so nice about doing Snack Hacker is I... It can be whatever I want it to be because the reason here's the other okay here's the, the other reason why I started doing it was because I've been in this game for so long and had so many meetings with TV people where it's all exciting and I'm sure you you know been in yeah, the same every boat second week. number of times we love you and then then they ghost and you like some, a terrible yeah. boyfriend yes um, and also and when everything when anything has got any kind of traction it, I immediately feel like this is going in a direction that I, that I wasn't planning it to go in. And, yeah. and, and they're like, oh, why don't we have this person? You know, it's like, but they're not anything to do with this. You know, so it always feels like you start losing control. And I'm, I'm a bit of a control freak, which I think why I've always done a solo show. And, and so this, so the naan pizza, it's not one where I'm interfering with an existing snack. It's just, I got, I got a naan, uh, one of the big circular ones that you can be quite hard to find, but that's what you want. Because when it's a saddle shape, it just doesn't feel like a pizza, does it? No. 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 Um, so circular naan. And then the sauce was uh, just tin tomatoes. And then it's all tubes. So I got a tube of garlic puree, a little squirt of that, a little squirt of harissa, a little squirt of uh, 
sun-dried tomato puree. Oh, yeah. Squirt of anchovy puree. Fucking umami so central. Off, off, yeah, we're not, then, we're not mixing this in, we're just dotting it. I don't know, the into, the, into the, the tomatoes in right, a bowl. Okay. And just squidge it together, bit of that on there, torn up mozzarella, bit of basil, put it oh, in the oven. Yeah. And honestly, it's just... Have um, what what rewatch that episode? Yeah, yeah. yeah. or watch that episode if you haven't seen it, uh, listeners. And uh, <laughs> yes, and it's so honestly, it was just great. So that that was one that was really popular. Um, a, a twist I did on uh, McDonald's breakfast muffin, mm. tremendously oh, yeah. popular. Mm-hmm. I love this one. And so that was with uh, veggie haggis. Yeah, but it was more about recreating the kind of the melted cheese so mm. the whole thing of making it using processed cheese wrapping it leaving it for a couple of minutes so that when you start unwrapping oh, it a it's little stuck sweat to on. the it's paper very yeah. good because yeah. that's the thing with McDonald's when they started doing the you know make to order thing you don't want no, a burger no. made to order you want one that's been sat there oh yes sort of congealing and yes. getting yes. a little bit you know <laughs> I like unattractive a, yeah looking. when the cheeseburger you could almost post through your letterbox it's very yeah. thin and yeah it's like, one that oh. looks like it's been sat on yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly right and I, I will say my my favourite actually is, is your pot noodles with the broken up chicken wings from KFC on the top with the boiled egg yes that was another really popular one although uh, super noodles super noodles so super noodles and then um, a sachet of miso soup yes in the bottom of the bowl super noodles boil the egg in with the noodles yep which I got a lot of people going, oh, you shouldn't put an egg in with it. But it's boiling water. It's not going to, you know. No. What? Wait, what? You shouldn't put... I think because the, because the, the egg ex- has come out the inside of a chicken, so worried about the 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 condition of the outside of the it's egg. it's boiling water. Well, exactly. So that's it's going to kill... I, that's what I said, yeah. yeah. If you're going to eat the fucking egg... Yeah. If you no, eat fucking about. McDonald's, you can shut your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the egg goes... And then I bought um, uh, just some hot wings from KFC... And yeah, shredded the meat off, put those on top, and it was oh. just a really good bowl of ramen. That if you, yeah, if you got given that in a little cafe, you go, "This is nice ramen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ting. I wonder how they did this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I've been hamstered. Here's twenty-seven pounds fifty. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite one is the. Did you see the the Greg's fish pie? No. Oh, no. So that was the fiftieth episode, and so my kind of beef was that there's beef there's that my beef is that there's no fish my beef is that there's there's so few fish options yeah there's there's apart from filet fish mm. at mcdonald's greg's don't do anything fish burger king don't do anything fish. There's, no. there's hardly any fish options even you go to pizza they're restaurants they're lacking omega threes i won't yeah. have it yes there's, and fish and fish pie is just so good uh, fish pie you know normally uh topped with mashed potato maybe cheese on top of there so that was the kind of thinking so i got it was a, a greg's cheese and onion again and i put in it uh, broken up um, smoked mackerel. Yes. Uh, seafood sticks. You know, a little oh, crab, crab sticks. sticks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some of those ripped. I love up. that they're not allowed to call them crab sticks anymore because there's zero fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. crab in them. Just <laughs> sea- partridge, seafood sticks. Do not, I know, I did, I crab did sticks wonder. do not contain any crab. Another one of those same time tomorrow. <laughs> um, uh, and pickled cockles. Pickle so you get a little bit of vinegariness and a little bit of a um, yeah. uh, little sort of you know the texture and everything there, uh, and then. Some tarragon. Oh no, no! I don't. You're not, you're not into tarragon. the aniseed. Don't like. She's not. You could admit the I tarragon. I like aniseed, but I don't like tarragon. Oh, really? I don't know why. I don't know. But I don't like dill either. Mm. Well, Fun fact. Got... <laughs> well, you could admit. I think you could put parsley in. Fine, Parsley's I like parsley. Yeah. My husband's allergic to it, but fuck him. Yeah. But then, and then, say so that's not the newest thing to be allergic to. Oh, I think it's an affectation. But anyway, and and then the other thing, on, apart from the tarragon and the fish things, 
crushed scampi fries, which you mentioned yes. earlier. And Zing. honestly, the the flavour. First of all, it looks amazing because you've so got. So it's still encased in the pastry. Yeah, so you so you kind of it's quite a lot of. Uh, a, that's a delicate you know, insertion. Finding yes. the little the yeah. little gaps, but the the look of the pink crab stick, the 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 sort of oranginess of the the, mm. uh, the 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 well, both the smoked mackerel and the scampi fries, the green of the tarragon or not. Uh, and just the textures, the crunch from the from the crisps and the the, the sort of more meatiness of the cockles and the honestly, oh. it's just it's the best one. It's oh, sensational. It I need to be writing these down. So the thing is, I'm having my kitchen done at the moment, and by which I mean I've locked an enormous fucking hole in the back of my house, and I have no cooker and a tiny mini bar fridge and a microwave and a toaster. And I don't like microwave meals. I don't like, you know, the ones, not out of any sort of wanky affectation, I'm not my husband. I'm yeah. just, I just, they're generally, they taste to me of, of glue and misery. So here, the th- here's the thing with microwaves and me. I didn't, I didn't have one until recently. Um, and my uh, my dad was such an advocate of the of the microwave and was always going, oh, you should get microwave, you should get microwave. And there's something I think about... Um, when you've got a parent who tells you you should do something, it makes you like <laughs> you're you know, not the buzz of me. Yeah, no, no. And I, and I, I, I he died uh, as as you know recently. Both mm. both my parents died in the last few years, um, and it was really quite shortly after he died that I bought a microwave. Isn't that weird? And it was mm. with not kind of going now I can get one, but it wasn't until after I got one that I realised. God, it was literally I was waiting to not be told. Yeah. Well, I did think you should have got one. You know, so yeah. that's, it's what he so would have wanted. Funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? It's, it's so legacy. weird, isn't it? Do you mind if we talk about your? No, no, just I'm to really happy. Segue to away that. from scampi yeah. fries and microwaves. Yeah, because um, yeah, because I I knew your parents as, mm. as we've talked about, and and they did die quite close together, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, only about uh, uh, well, two. 2019 and 2020 but at the beginning yeah. and the end of each so yeah, mm. yeah. Sort of nearly two years and it's something Helen and I we've been talking about like we just did a podcast with Julia Samuel the psychotherapist who's, she specialises in grief and our parents are still alive but obviously yours, your dad's in his 80s now, he's 86 he? yeah and yeah. and he has had so many heart attacks and strokes and I once booked a flight and got on a flight within 12 hours because he was he'd had a heart attack and a stroke and he just keeps resurrecting I don't know if it's because he's a vicar but he's had many resurrections and and also, as I spoke on there, they, they got lost in the outback for 24 hours, so I thought they were dead. Um, but um, that was that. <laughs> it's a funny story now. Um, so, but yeah, but, um, but we're getting close to that. And, 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 and they, you know, as we talked about on the Samuel podcast, they're aware of that too. And yeah. we've got this sort of time. But, you know, it, it is, it, you know, we're at this age now, aren't we, where we have to be the grown-ups. Yeah. And, and it's a really confronting thing. Yeah, no, it's very strange, isn't it? I, I was chatting with my brother about the um, awful situation in Ukraine and was well, certainly, uh, you know, a week or so ago when there was a lot of, you know, talk of uh, Russia talking about getting their nuclear weapons. Bombing right. the shit out of everyone. But when I was really small, I was, uh, well, I'm sure, you know, sort of similar generation, uh, so I'm sure you can empathise, but so frightened of of you know the world ending because of nuclear weapons and um, i think our parents took us on too many cnd marches i've complained yeah. about this before yeah, yeah. Oh, my no. dad used to do all those benefits and all those yeah all comedy, oh, completely all the, all the yes dish. and all yeah. the, the day after and threads and that being you know but anyway i was so paranoid about it and then i was talking to my brother the other day and saying well we're, we're the ones who have to be the sort of the reassuring 
Mm. You know, and, 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 you know, if this had happened a few years ago, I'd, I'd be on the phone to my dad now going, well, what, do you think it's all going to be all right? Mm. You know, and he'd be the one going, well, I'm sure they're all, you know. That must be strange about, like, there must be times where you think, oh, I've just got to call mum and dad to tell tell them things. Was that was that a hard thing to kind of process, like, especially in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. But it certainly was. i tell you what was the weirdest thing is I would... Um, because I, when I tour, it's just me. I don't have a, any technician or anything like that. So, so it's just me in the car, loads. Sounds and dreamy. That's <laughs> when. <laughs> uh, but that's when I called them. Yeah. And and it was so weird because my dad died during uh, lockdown or one of the lockdowns. Um, it wasn't until uh, a good sort of seven months after he, seven or eight months after he died, that I started getting in the car and doing gigs again. Mm. And it and. And still, when I get in the car, and I, I like get to the end of my road, and I've got my headphones in, and I there's this this thing where I just go, oh, oh no, I can't, you know, I can't ring him. So, so and yeah. it's, that's really that's been just really strange. Um, um, call Ellie's dad. He loves a chat. Oh, he loves a chat. Yeah, you can, I should do. I really yeah, should. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 and I know it's not job. the same, yeah. but he does love a chat. My dad, <laughs> you know, perhaps he could do an impression of your dad. Was that just too weird? That's probably too weird. Uh, no, I tell you what's really weird. I, I, so I just I, I did a little trailer for, um, when I did a little outtake for the next volume of Snack Hacker. Uh, yesterday I was just doing some editing, and there's a bit where I, I'm just talking to the camera person. Uh, about something else and I, I haven't seen a speed I'm driving along and I haven't seen a speed bump and I'm just way go over the speed bump and I just start laughing and I just look so much like my mum and I never used to see it before and now I can see myself in them. it's so weird mm. it's just seeing myself and seeing like the clothes I'm wearing I'm suddenly going I've absolutely you know that whole thing of turning into your parents is so I did it in your face when you came in I nearly said oh you look like your mum and then I thought that might be an upsetting or offensive no, thing to no, say no no it's, no, it's, it's it. nice it was actually yeah. it was like mm. oh yeah. yeah but it's so weird because when they're alive if someone said oh you remind me of your mum I'd be like oh don't say that you know <laughs> yeah yeah but um, but yeah and, and there now who, who who is across the road because we, we're across from One Tree Hill here did you did you scatter your ashes on where we had a memorial? Um, it was just after my so so when my dad died, it was you know funerals were limited, and um, so it was just it was just me and my brother and our families, and then uh, some of our cousins. So there were just a scatter, sort of a handful of us, um, with a flask of sausages and some London gin and a microwave and a microwave. <laughs> yeah. No microwave. No. A thermos. Oh. A wide-necked thermos. Brilliant. Wonderful. It's genius. It's genius. <laughs> I, I want my ashes scattered on one tree hill. That's where I'd like to... Well, we've still got the ashes. We, we, yeah, so that was just... So that was literally after the funeral, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we said we've got... We're going to scatter them over in um, at Hayes Common, which is somewhere we oh. used to go and have picnics a lot when we were kids. So they've got a bench there. We've, it's funny, when my mum died, we started arranging the bench and then my dad died and so we had to get in touch from him and say, but we're going to have to change the plaque. Yeah. <laughs> is there room for another one? Just there? another name. Could, could you pop it in? Yeah. I want my ashes set at, uh, scattered at Centre Parks, but I can't decide on Woburn or Elfden. I'll let oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. Half and half. Woburn, yeah. Woburn's closer, <laughs> and I get the train. Yeah, so, that's you know, true. Yeah. Um, now I asked Julia Samuel this question, and obviously she's an actual psychotherapist, and you're not. But as someone who's been through it, I don't know if you have not. Maybe there is not, so I don't know. But is is there anything you did? or that you wish you'd done to prepare yourself for losing your parents? Because as I say, it's something we are thinking about a lot. And, mm. you know, the sort of organiser in me like thinks there must be something I can do that will make the unbearable grief easier. But perhaps that's a stupid premise. I don't know. Um, 
I wish I'd found out more about them. Hmm. Um, yeah, going through... Well, they were both quite... My dad was a real hoarder. Yeah. And the the amount of stuff to go through. And there were... There's so many... He, he, he wrote drafts of all his letters. And there are letters going back to the 60s. He wrote drafts? So yeah. he would write a practice letter. And yeah, then, yeah. I mean, and that's then, what and a draft is. It. I don't yeah. know why I'm explaining <laughs> that to you as if you're thick. Well, I suppose that was... I mean... You know, often you know you're right. You're writing an email, yeah. and then you're you know you yes. won't hit send straight. Away. You know you'll go over it and read over it. So I suppose in some people do that. <laughs> yes, no, that's true. And so I have she been. She quite often will just send an email in all caps. Yeah, but but do, you know, do you know what I mean? And so so you'll go. Over it. So I suppose <clears> before you could edit on a computer, people would write yeah. a draft and then go okay, edit that blah blah blah, and then write that's it out sweet. and send it yeah. off. Yeah, after between my mum dying and my dad dying. I, I think that would have been a good opportunity to have found out a lot more about my dad without the shadow of my mum over him. Mm. But, yeah, but I never did. Oh, does yeah. I mean, has that changed your attitude to your own kids in terms of do you feel a need for them to know you better? Is that something, does it make you want to share more? Well, funny enough, so I was talking to uh, Nikki, my wife, about it, and we were kind of going... We haven't got anything to hide. <laughs> you know, it's just like sort of, yeah, the stuff that I've sort of found out about my parents since again. Oh, I didn't know you were feeling like that. And I didn't know, you know, mm. this was going on. Um, I just feel like we've been incredibly open with our kids and never. Well, first of all, we haven't got any secrets that I can think of. And anything like to do with sort of emotions or how we're feeling or if we're upset about stuff. I feel like we're, we're very open family anyway so um so yeah I certainly feel like I mean I feel like I had a really good relationship with with both of them but I just mm. feel like maybe I could have I think it's once when something ends you always feel like I should have done you know if you leave a job mm. you go oh, I should have got more engaged or I should have more you know yeah. whatever um and so I think yeah it is the whole you don't know what you've got till it's gone but I think yeah having once they died just feeling so after they died I, I took about a year to sort their house out because first of all they painted it the most ridiculously bright colors everywhere and we wanted to sort of neutralize it to sell it i mean my my old bedroom that became my mum's room was painted purple with one gold wall oh that sounds amazing <laughs> like hello a, lawrence llewellyn like bowen a, very wow. nice wow. bowen. sort of like a tomb very royal but, yeah nice. <laughs> but um uh so so there was an awful lot of uh time spent in the house and repairing things that need repairing stuff like that and and I and a lot of that well a lot of it was me there by myself doing it because it was during lockdown again so my brother's job meant that he could carry on whereas because I wasn't performing I had loads of spare time so basically I said well look you know I'll take a sort of an hourly wage out of the estate mm. while I do the the decorating and then I'll just get on with it all um but I spent so long there feeling oh, I should have been here more mm. while they were still alive towards the end and feeling like actually I didn't I mean I think I went there a lot and I think I, I, I think I was a, a good uh, uh, son you know but you know feeling like actually I could have done more actually I could have when they were saying oh we've got trouble with our wisteria I could have gone well I'll come up and I'll hire a ladder and get up there and deal with it which is what uh, I did you know after yeah. they died yeah um but then you know i talked to my brother about that and he goes yeah but you had the time because it was lockdown yeah. actually 
had it not been locked down and this happened, mm. then we, we would have been employing someone to do those things. So, mm. so it's all so it was all yeah, yeah. Com- complicated by the whole world being different when it all happened as well. But but yeah, I just think kind of yeah. I don't know. There's that whatever, however much you do and however much you see them, and yeah, you're always yeah. going to feel like, oh, well, I could have, I could have done more. I remember a doctor saying that to me when my my son Joe was born uh, early, which I like to bang on about regularly. Uh, and um, <laughs> I remember being in the hospital, and he'd been there a few weeks, and he'd taken a turn for the worse. And at that point, I'd been going in at um, in the morning, been dropping Charlie at nursery, going to the hospital, seeing Joe, coming back dealing with Charlie, putting him to bed and then going back to the hospital. So I was going twice a day, kind of for as long as I could. And and he'd taken his turn for the worst and he's fine now. It's all fine. But I, and I remember I'd read that it's all about skin to skin contact with premature babies. And I said to the doctor in a bit of a stare, I was like, should I be here more? Do I need to be here? Should I just be here for like 20 hours? Should I just, and she was so kind and she just put a hand on my knee and was like, you're here quite a lot you're already here a lot of time and you've got another son at home and you've got other things to do and you need to look after yourself as well and I'm not sure you being here more would would is is necessary <laughs> and it was just mm. such That's a very sweet yeah. thing mm. and I still felt funny but I, it's mm. kind of made my shoulders drop and go oh someone sees that I'm doing my best and maybe and that's all we can ever do right that's, yeah so what i'm saying is i'm putting a hand on your knee george metaphorically yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we, we, we just can't change the past i think and that's the hardest thing and i think you know it's good that someone said regret is actually a good thing yeah because it informs the future doesn't it you think well actually then i'll live my life slightly differently and that's the gift we get from yeah you know, processing and not pushing all those thoughts and feelings down and that's and that sometimes yeah um, it get can be healthy. They must have been incredibly proud of you uh, in terms of your comedy and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so, they were. They were. They yeah. were. They were great. They were. Yeah, um, always telling people what I did for a living, and mm. although always wanting me to go back to what I did when I said. So my mum would always say. I did like it when you did juggling. I did like when you did juggling. It's like, well, that's kind of, that, yeah, I was a street entertainer then and I've kind of moved on since then. Yeah, but it was really good. All the magic, you know. But, but then I, I then I see that in my own parenting, you know. Mm, the juggling. Like yeah. The juggling. And, and <laughs> they don't, always, they juggling. don't always do what you want, the kids. Like, my daughter's got a really amazing singing voice. And I was like, oh, you should do more singing. She's like, that's just what you want me to do. This is like the microwave, George. Um, this yeah. is my microwave moment. I was like, you should do singing. You could be amazing. She's like, no, I want to be an artist. I was like, okay. You know, mm. but but it, they are they are different beings. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, my dad was a vicar. And I always say to dad, look, essentially we have the same job. We stand up in front of people and at the end we mm. pass around a plate and ask for money. And we mm. make up lovely stories yeah. to make people feel better. <laughs> It is fun, isn't it? Things like because my brother's a teacher, and when you see the parallels between doing stand up and being a teacher, we'd yeah. we'd often talk about you know difficult class and if you've got hecklers and all you know and there's yeah. so many and how to deal with it you know if you're yelling at them then that's not going to work you you know you quiet down you be cut you know and it's all same sorts of techniques. Whereas my dad used to say to me, oh don't because I used to want to be an actor growing up. Don't, don't be an actor. There's no money in it. It's too hard. You never get a job. Just you're very clever. Why don't you get a proper job? Get a good job. Go on. Don't don't you know? And then here we are. Now now I'm employing him. And Ha-ha. yeah, and, and, <laughs> your parents must be. They must love that you do what you do. I think so. But I genuinely think they always just wanted us to to be happy and be all right. And if I was working in Forest Hill Sainsbury's as I did when I was sixteen, I think they'd just be like, oh well, are you paying your mortgage? Are, are you happy? 
Uh, good, good for yeah. you. I think yeah. I think so, but maybe they, they're just very they're, good liars. They're um, Ellie's parents, and indeed Ellie's husband is an absolute joy after our shows. And in fact, um, after our Edinburgh show, Pete, Ellie's husband, came, and he was in tears. He literally was in bits. The pride. I don't oh, know. It was that's just. Nice. It was very nice. It was very nice, and I think that's that's one thing I miss about having spent the last sixteen years here. Is is my parents not coming to see mm, the shows? They yeah. did come. I think it was like the night before my 40th birthday, so they were over here anyway. And, you know, I, I was thinking, oh, mum will get it. She's a mum. And dad, being a vicar, you know, there's some sex and shit in the show. But <laughs> dad was all gushy, and he's like, brilliant, that's amazing. And mum was like, mm-hmm. Oh, how funny. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, it probably was a lot. There was one bit where Ellie was doing me from behind on stage. I mean, that's mm. not her, that's not her cup of tea. You were wearing a flesh-coloured catsuit under your lingerie. Yes, I, I know. dressed as a dis- man. What's not to like? I know. Be proud, mother, be proud. <laughs> well, I think we've we've covered all life's dramas we've done yes. greg's we've done grief uh, <laughs> what else from is greg's there to grief. that's what we'll call this george so there we go yeah, yeah. Grief all the greg's with george egg <laughs> yeah lovely if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's time for the Scummy Mummy Confessions. Mm. Now, always on our podcast, George, we ask the guests to share. Uh, well, it's, it's, I say it's a story of parenting failure. It's Very maybe often, about it's our own personal, personal yeah, like, failure. Us weighing ourselves in inconvenient places and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, who would like to go first with today's um, confession? Should I, should I set the tone? Um, so um, I don't like to mention this, but I've been doing a lot of dating in the last uh, couple of years. And I thought I would be proactive about my own health. So I ordered a online... You can order STI kits. This is a lovely story. 
story. Mm. And so I thought... I'll tell my husband. Yes, yeah. I thought, look, no, I'm pretty sure I've got a clean bill of health down there. But I, <laughs> I just thought, I thought, just for peace of mind, I'd like I'd like someone to text me that I don't have gonorrhea. Um, mm. Anyway, Wouldn't so, we all? Yes. Wouldn't we all? Oh, it's a jolly thing. Anyway, so, but part of it is you have to give um, a vial of blood for HIV and for syphilis. Mm. Anyway, I was... <laughs> This is a great story. <laughs> anyway, so um, I had the vial and you get a little um, pinprick which goes plick. And then I didn't realise how much blood would come out of my finger. And I just had a shower and I hadn't had any breakfast. And you drip, you hold your hand over the vial and it all sort of... But I didn't realise how quickly the blood would come out. So the blood was just like kind of dripping all over the floor. And then felt very lightheaded. And so I was holding the vial going, I must test whether I've got AIDS or not. And then I just <laughs> fell into the wall. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't yeah. think that's a symptom of AIDS, if that puts your mind yes, at rest. Yes, no, that, that was good. So then I was just trying to compose, like slapping my own face oh, while no. trying to drip blood into a vial. Oh, my God. Yeah, but anyway, I wiped it all down, myself, the floor, oh. the vial, and, and sealed it up and sent it off. So watch this space. You don't see that on sex. Oh, I thought city, you were going to say it. No, no, I still don't know the results yeah. Yeah. and I've got no, no, no. And <laughs> and exactly. jackpot full house <laughs> crumbs but anyway I was trying to be a grown up and go no it's very good to know know, know what's in, inside you no I don't Ooh. know what I'm saying anyway but that was my my slapstick uh, SDI check there's, there's, lovely there's, there's a story of Crikey. failure George do you I'm, have any SDIs currently I haven't got any well I don't think so don't I haven't done any tests I haven't got where are the tests I know I've got them with my lateral flow you see it's good to know all diseases. Yeah. Are, um, when you said about that, that reminded me of my when my brother uh, got his ear pierced when he was oh, yeah. a teenager, and he he didn't want a stud; he wanted a little ring, and uh, and so he got literally came home from having it done with a gun and got my dad to take the stud out and no. put a ring in. No, and, six and, weeks. And, you and exactly, and, and I remember didn't. it being all like that, and and there was a bit of blood, and he saw the blood, <gasps> and then just went bang, and and when I was doing the house. The wardrobe from my parents' room has still got a gouge down the front where my brother's watch just carved the front of the wardrobe as he collapsed onto the floor. Oh, my God. I know. It's a good one, isn't it? Oh. But that's their their parenting. Do you have a a habit as a parent of, um, like, if you're tidying up a table and there's a crumb of food of just... Human beings e- eating yes. the crumb Human while bin. you you know uh, if it's something of a reasonable size. I mm, no, I would get a cloth. Okay. Uh, but I, Helen do, I, do, I do, I okay. do. Yeah, you, would you, Helen you, eat you it? That's that. a, that's a yeah. new game on yeah. our podcast. Yeah, anyway, so, so habitually, I kind of like you know, like, well, I'd say tidy up, and then they get the yeah. cloth. You know, maybe it's a bit of biscuit, and um, and I remember just when the kids were really small. One, maybe it was when Jem, our, our uh, eldest, was a, a baby, and picking something up off the table when I was tidying up like that, and then going. And just just being really unsure if it was food, and then remembering that he'd had his nappy changed oh, on well, the hey, table, hey. and just I don't know what it was, but thinking, Listen. I wonder oh. if that was yeah food. You can't hack that snack. You cannot no. hack no. that snack. So That's a I cat might. Snack. So yeah. but I don't know. I might, I might have eaten uh, child's shit. Baby escro- ex- yeah. Ex- yeah. Indeed, the cat snacker. That's, yeah. That's, but um, uh. so that's horrible. Uh, <laughs> but it might not have been. It might have just been a bit of soup. I or something. think we all know what it was, George. But we just don't know. A sultana that's on the turn. There's Who no knows? way. Yeah. Of you can't I we had that in the show once. Everyone saying, "I picked a raisin off the stairs and ate it." Turns out it wasn't a raisin. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's one thing. Another thing that I thought was just a parenting memory was I'm I, I'm quite uh, I get irritated with because I always think my kids have been 
they're, they're not fussy eaters and they're Brilliant. polite and you know and they say thanks for having me and all the right things mm. um and uh and i've always taught them to to be uh modest and and not greedy and so on like that um and i remember one birthday party that they had we thought we'd do a, a lucky dip of prizes for um you know for all the games uh, and so we got lots of nice little prizes and then we thought let's put a couple of well it was my idea i said let's put a couple of booby prizes in there but that are big things um and say to the kids so so at the party uh we said we said look you know there's this there's this box of wrapped up presents if you win a game you can choose a prize but do bear in mind there are some things in there that you might not want uh don't gun don't think (laughs) a horse's head yeah Uh, razzle Um, (laughs) uh, uh, don't don't think necessarily the the larger things are are better anyway and there was there was one girl who won two prizes and picked the two biggest things and one of them was a tin of whiskers and one of them was a a wrapped up nappy not not a used nappy mind you Uh, uh, but but we didn't we said you've got to open the presents when you get home and then so she would have taken home these two things unwrapped them and the parents would have gone why have you got a a tin of whiskers and 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 an unused nappy but that was quite a good sort of life lesson I think my wife might have said at the time really do you think yeah yeah it's good if they learn you know they learn don't be greedy (laughs) they're not the lessons you need to teach other kids though no 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 of course it's all wrong but um, good idea I went to a kids party once I went to a kids party once where they had a pass the parcel and there was a little thing in every layer because you have to do that now in the 80s one present one present yeah 40 layers of just paper just paper and then it was a better game because towards the end people would be like yeah yeah really slowly passing them yeah. and, and like looking at the dad on the record player yes yes and the musical Very chairs yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 this fucking mini Haribos for everyone no, but now everybody has to get a thing <laughs> but they'd put in the layers they'd put they obviously didn't have enough of one kind of sweet so they'd put in in one layer they'd put like Haribos and then in the next day they'd put those lovely healthy bear snacks made from dried fruit yeah and <laughs> the kids who got the fucking bear snacks no. oh those faces oh <laughs> and then people knew it was coming so a kid would get a Haribo and everyone else would be like oh. <laughs> like yeah throw, throw, it, I don't throw, want it, throw it I don't throw want it it. Yeah. so yeah it was oh that's great yeah some Japanese and my son got the bear snacks and I could see his little face like oh. and he actually was quite good and was like uh, and I just was leaned down. I said, "I'll give you some Haribo when we get home, darling." And quietly took the bear snacks off him and chucked them at someone else. It's fine. Well, there we go. We're at the end, George. So, where can people find you and the Snack Hacker? Uh, go to Instagram. Excellent. Yeah. Just look up George Egg mm-hmm. yeah. on Instagram. I mean, if you look up George Egg, generally, uh, I've got a website, GeorgeEgg.com. Yeah. And um, yeah. And when you're on tour. Uh, so at the moment I'm doing I'm re- I've revived my middle show, but for rural touring, which is yeah. which is really good fun, where you do like little village halls and things. They're really oh, fascinating yeah. and r- remote places. So I've done ones in the Highlands, and oh, and you literally brilliant. get sort of forty people of all ages. Everyone from the village comes and watches the show, and then you might get put up in someone's house, or you'll certainly get a meal cooked, you know, by a local. person and they're really they're really lovely. A really lovely sort of change from doing the theatres and the art centres. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so I've got some of those coming up, and then I've got the best of show that I'm going to do at the Huntley <clears throat> Comedy Festival, and then Edinburgh. Oh, and I tell you what else, I've, I've become 
This is nuts. I've become one of the co-hosts of Loose Ends. Yes, I've heard you on the this radio. Four. Which Turn is on the radio. There it is, George Egg, chatting away. Which is mad. And oh. actually, that is one thing that my parents, because they're big Radio 4 listeners, they would oh. have been so... That would have been a real mm. thing they would have been proud of. Oh, awesome. Which is nice. Mm. But it's one of the leading culture, arts culture programmes. And I've, I think I've read three books <laughs> so he cultured you I don't know how I don't know you were how a magician that happened <laughs> listen we got a gig uh, doing a performance in front of a lot of financial journalists and investors at the House of Lords so uh, yeah talk about imposter syndrome I mean, yeah. we at one point standing there in the gold cat suits singing a song about women's pensions and the oil painting of Clement Attlee the eyes were just following me around the room and so is this what he was thought sigh- yeah. is this what he was sighing wanted? like that again just said, oh, this silly middle-aged slags. Yeah. What are they doing? It's not what he would have wanted. No, we sure. were earning money, but, you know, in a yes. very strange yes. way. Excellent. Well, there we go. Thank you so much, George. Thank for you. on the podcast. Absolutely it's been lovely brilliant. to have you. And uh, we can't wait to see your show in Edinburgh. Hopefully we're there at the same time. I really hope we are. Yeah, we I want to go and have out. drinks yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yes, we're hoping to go to Edinburgh, but in the meantime, we're going all over the country, aren't we, Helen? Yeah, we're in Cambridge, Horsham, um, Oh, I've, I've gone blank. Like other places. <laughs> Trowbridge. Let us tell you about the festival that we will be in June. <gasps> oh, so in June, we're going to the Derbyshire Sausage and Cider Festival. Oh, my goodness. I what? know. Sausages, cider, scummy mummies, tribute bands, Fleetwood Back, the police force, Little Fix. They're all going to be there, George. It's well, going to be amazing. I want to come. Come. What, you must come. My what, father's going. What, her brother's going. When, Everybody's when is it? going. When, when in June it's is it? It's Glastonbury weekend. Oh, my Glastonbury. No, Scott, Glastonbury's dead. Glastonbury's over. It. It's gone. It's dead. Well, hopefully, I'm, I think I've kind of got a regular spot comparing the astrolabe uh, there. So, uh, yeah. Well, we're comparing the big top at the Sausage and Cider Festival. Well, do you know what? Is, it's going to be. Which is tr- just as good. It's going to yes. be so good. <laughs> it's going to yes. be amazing. As long as there's a cover great. over, I'm happy. Yes. yes uh, her brother is threatening to play the accordion while my father sings. What could possibly go wrong? It's all going to be We'll all wonderful. be very jolly on cider. So that's, yes. that's my dream. Oh. Uh, thank you again, George. You've been amazing. Thank you, Heather Thorne. Thank you, Ella Gibson. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening, listener. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. All right. Until <laughs> next time. Who tries it as well, and and they all go. Oh, this is really nice. And um, sorry, I've got a self-cleaning um, coffee machine. That's the self-cleaning coffee, <laughs> coffee machine. Uh, yeah, don't, don't worry, it's got another round. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's douching itself. Yes, it does, it does. It does. It does. Yeah, itself. that's nice. <laughs> it's half an hour after you make a coffee, it just. Coffee enema is a thing as well, isn't it? Mm. Yes, your friend... Everything's a, feel, a thing in Hampstead. Your, your friend, um, I won't say her name, but she said, oh, it's a lovely thing, a coffee enema. Did I remember my, yeah. my friend Matt. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a friend whose name rhymes with Matt, but I won't say her name. <laughs> he, did, oh. he got a funnel and a pipe and everything. and, and what? Self, self... Self-coffee... Enemies. Uh, yeah. What, 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 like, you'd, you'd what, have like, to get the angles a whole, right. A whole jar of gold blend, you know. Yeah. I and, think... Uh, um, Oh, I think he went for ground coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get the Nescafe. I need yeah. some Colombian up my ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, as far as I'm aware, he was on his back, sort of knees oh. against the chest, and oh. yeah. I'd, oh, I'd no. rather. I didn't want to do that. Oh, I'd, I'd rather I'd, get a nice my... lady to stick a hose up my ass. To be honest, I'd just rather. I wouldn't care. I'd rather nobody start. I don't care just what genitals have, just, they've got. Just have a coffee. <laughs>
conventionally. A coffee and a laxative if you want to get really serious, but honestly, <laughs> calm down. Goodness me. Anyway, coffee laxatives, what we talk about, food. That's right. Yeah, oh, that's a nice that's a yeah. nice segue actually. Yes, it was the coffee machine, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, doing sorry, it to sorry. itself. That's that's what distracted yeah, I us. I love being heckled by my own um, yeah. appliances. Yes, yes, <laughs> Shut up, coffee machine. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.